Hey there, I'm Lee Rowley, and this is Lee After Dark. Why? Because there's more to being a business leader than just business. Each episode, one brave entrepreneur ejects the elevator pitch and just gets real. Today, I have with me Rocky Romanella. Rocky, how are you today? Hey, Lee, how are you? I got the lights off in my office, too, so we got the after dark going on. There you on, go. On all, on all areas here. You know what? That's, that's cool. I can loosen the tie a bit for this episode since we're doing, you know, uh, doing audio only. And, and you know what? It's, it's, it takes some of the pressure off, so that's fantastic. Now, there the rules are simple. For the next 20 minutes, we can talk about anything you want except your business. Afterward, you'll have up to five minutes to pitch all you want. And if you mention your business during the interview, you get a one minute infraction for each one. So I don't really do that. I just, you know, throw it in there just to keep things dramatic, right? Uh, so yeah, you ready to play? Sounds all dramatic. Right. Yeah. Yeah, ready to go. Absolutely. Very good. Well, let me, uh, let me go ahead and start the timer here. And uh, all right, let's see. Uh, what do you want to get into? Well, I think we can talk a little bit about uh, the journey. I, I think okay. it's been an interesting journey for me. I uh, started out uh, June 15th, 1976, uh, unloading trailers at UPS with the desire to be a high school history teacher and a baseball coach. Ah, okay. And then uh, UPS at that time had a promotion from within policy. And so I took advantage of it. And it really started with my dad who throughout my career, but such a huge influence as I was growing up and in the early parts of my career told me two things Lee, that stuck with me the whole time. One is whatever they ask you to do, say yes and thank you. And, <laughs> okay. then, and then learn your job and learn some more. And so every time UPS tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, we got this opportunity for you here, got this opportunity for you over here. I may not have felt ready or I may have been, I may have been nervous or I may not have had the confidence. But the valuable lesson I learned there is that you have to believe at times in your people until they're ready to believe in themselves. And so I felt like UPS believed in me until I was ready to believe in myself. And that was a really a lesson that I learned throughout my career that I applied in almost everything I did, whether it's with my children or in our family settings or with other people. I think it's important that, you know, you have to believe in your people. You have to believe in people until maybe they're ready to believe in themselves. That's awesome. It, 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 that is important because you know, I know we always say believe in yourself. You've got so many self-help gurus, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, who are just saying, you know, you just have to believe in yourself. But it sometimes it does take that nudge uh, to push you over the edge to where you can start doing that. Well, that's absolutely true. And I think if you think about it, and I'm sure listening to your podcast, which by the way, you're such a thoughtful, prepared interviewer, and I think uh, you do a tremendous job. Thank you. With that. Uh, I, I will say, if you think about the many guests you've had and some of the things that they've gone through and as, as they've kind of learned, develop and, and, you know, what's become part of their kind of backstory, you should say, I would say that, you know, there were, there were disappointments, there were, you know, problems, there were, you know, defeats, you could say, along the way. And, you know, you have to dust yourself off and pick yourself up. But sometimes that's not easy to do by yourself. And that's when, you know, a version of that is business and is maybe when you say, well, when I'm promoting someone, I have to believe in them until they're ready to believe in themselves. But mm -hmm. in life, as they're going through these difficulties, you think about all those wonderful people along the way who maybe gave you that helping hand, 
took that walk around the building with you, maybe sat at the kitchen table and, and helped you through a difficult time. And I think that's what's so important because we learn so much from our defeats and, and our failures, but we need people many times to help us through those defeats and through those failures. Exactly. Exactly. And it, it's, it can be difficult to ask for help when you need it too. Uh, oh, I, I, it's so true. That is absolutely yeah. true. Yeah. I've, I've recognized more and more as I get older that, uh, you know, I, where I used to think that people had abandoned me, I realized looking back that I didn't ask for what I needed. Well, I think so. You know, it's funny. I tell people the biggest thing I know is what I don't know, you know, and mm. I don't believe it shows vulnerability when you ask for help. In fact, I show, I think it's the opposite. It shows confidence and it shows your desire and ability to understand that, Hey, I don't know everything. And so who does and who, who can I get to help me? And I think people appreciate the fact that you're vulnerable. People appreciate the fact that as a leader, look, look, we're, we're all good people trying to do the best job we have. We just have different responsibilities. When I was a CEO, I used to always say, you know, I was the chief enthusiasm officer. Mm. You know, people don't need me running around telling them what they already know. They need me to be there to help, to guide. And my, my role was different than theirs, but we're all on the team. We all have a role and, and we're all expected to do the very best we can. And we help each other through those difficulties and we help each other celebrate the successes and through the difficult times as well. That's very, very true. Uh, now, I, in the, uh, some of the information that you sent over, thank you for doing that uh, beforehand, uh, a word you stressed throughout was legacy. And, you know, it, it just, it seems to me that all of this somehow ties into that. This vulnerability ties into being able to create something that outlives you and I. I think that's so, I think that's so true, and and you've articulated it very well. I, I, which clearly you, you get it, and that's that. You know, legacy is this concept of do you leave things a little better than you found them? Are people better because of their time with you? Are your customers, for example, in a business? Are your customers better because of their interaction with you and your company? Are the shareholders, stakeholders? feel that they're in a better place because you're the steward of the business. And so that's, that's legacy in a broad sense. I, I, I tell people all the time, you know, and at this point in my life and career, I, I, I try to as much as I can have conversations with, for example, working in colleges or, or visiting with students that are, you know, in their junior, maybe senior years of college and thinking about going out into the workforce or juniors or seniors in high school, thinking about careers. And I always tell them, think of the word you want someone to use to describe you at the end of your career. Think about that word. And then if it wants you, you know, that's the word that they describe Rocky Romanella or Lee at the end of their career. And then you spend your whole career without realizing it, building that mosaic to that word. Mm -hmm. And so for me, the word was thoughtful. I wanted to be considered a thoughtful leader. And it's funny when you're in a classroom setting or you're, you know, I was just at a workshop. I was just at a conference, I should say, as a keynote speaker. And I, I, pose that question to this audience of over a hundred senior executives. What's that one word you want people to describe you at the end of your career? And interestingly enough, for the day and a half I was there, I had over 20 people come up to me and say, you know, thoughtful, humble, you know, energetic, nice, decisive. And so it really gets people to think, what is that word long after you're gone that someone would use to describe you? And I think that really becomes the hallmark of your legacy. Absolutely. I agree with that. And, and if that's not something you know, for those of you listening who that you've sit down and thought of, really, it all does come down to that one word. 
You know, if Lee, you it's funny. It to, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, if you want to live it right and live it powerfully, it needs to come down to that one word. Yeah, and it's interesting too. Like when you're when you're addressing a group of high school seniors, for example, we had a career day in our town, and I went and addressed a group, and you know, talked to them about their brand and how you know the way they conduct themselves is really their brand. It's the same way a, a, a product has a brand and a brand promise. They have a brand and a brand promise as individuals as they enter the market, enter the workforce. But you know, I posed that question to them, and as these juniors and seniors in high school, I mean, their answers are rich and energetic, aggressive, you know, decisive, you know. And then, and then you get to the, you know, to the students in college, and and their their words are a little bit more uh, measured and a little bit more defined, maybe. But then you're sitting here with this group this weekend with seasoned professionals. 15, 20, 30 years in the business, and their words are, are, are much different, right? They're starting to think about their legacy. How is someone going to remember Rocky or how is someone going to remember Lee? Well, the word's mm -hmm. more measured then, right? It's no longer rich or, you know, decisive. It's, it's more thoughtful, humble. You know, you, you really start to see people thinking about what's on that tombstone? Is it going to be, you know, is it going to be knucklehead or is it going to be thoughtful? <laughs> You know what I mean? It changes everything, right? When right. you start to think about it as nice. your legacy. Mm -hmm. That is absolutely true. Well, I think, too, that, you know, you start to think of, of like you said, w when you asked the question, how are people going to remember me long after I'm gone? Not to mm -hmm. be morbid, but that, that changes, it changes your thought process. And I actually think it changes how you conduct yourself both in the workplace or in your personal life, it changes that. How are you as a neighbor? It's how, you know, how are people going to remember me? And I think, you know, you don't think about it all the time, but it's in the back of your mind and it's going to, it's going to kind of be that whole, everything you do, as I said, builds that mosaic to that word. Mm -hmm. What's your word you think, Lee? Curious. Curious. Wow. I don't think anyone's ever used that word in all the times I've done. That's a, that's pretty that's cool. Why curious? I'm fascinated by this experience, and keep in mind that I, I come to this with with more of an Eastern thought um, of, of how I view things. But life fascinates me—the good, the bad, all of it—and people fascinate me, which is exactly why you're here today and why all the guests are here and why I do this because I love hearing what pe makes people tick. Uh, behind, you know, beneath the veneer, everybody's got a shell. Everybody's got walls they put up. Everybody's got that veneer. But I want to see what's behind it because invariably that's more interesting and more valuable than what's outside. Wow. But this is your show. No, but that's Jeez. great though because – because think about it, you know, curious is not only good, uh, is not always not, it's not only a great word when you're thinking about individuals, but it's also a great word when you're thinking about conducting business, right? You're curious to how, how does this work, mm -hmm. you know? And, and so I think that that, you know, that prompts you to always be that, you know, I guess lifelong learner would be a good way to put it because curiosity always allows you to be that lifelong learner. You're always wondering, you're always asking a question. How, that's, that, that's a great word. It says a lot about you. Well, I appreciate that. One of the things that I teach uh, my coaching clients is unlearn something every day. Uh, and that ties into that because we all come into adulthood with so many preconceptions and we, we accumulate things that are not really ours over the period of a lifetime. 
Yeah, I'm, yeah. you know, it's yeah. very true. That's Peeling, very true. I mean, examining so those, in, yeah. yeah. Examining those and going, well, wait, this isn't right anymore. This doesn't, this isn't me anymore. Well, you know, it's funny. My grandmother, rest her soul, used to, Nonna, used to always say, uh, you mm-hmm. know, you come into the world and you, you get a little bigger, you get a little skinnier, get a little heavier, <laughs> nice. but you're basically yeah. the same the same person. And I think in some ways that's true, but I do think we're, we're influenced by so many uh, wonderful people that are out there. And I think sometimes the mistake people make is, and, and I know as I was, as I think about my career, sometimes I think you get, you know, you try so hard to find that, that right influence and, you know, or maybe it's a book you read or a workshop that you go to. And those are all important. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes the best influences are those that come from the people you meet along the way, conversations like you and I are having right now. Right. You know, I, I, uh, I, I talk a lot about, you know, when my kids were little and you read them books, you know, some of the books you read your children as, as kids are some of the best influences. There's one book in particular, it's called Don't Let the Pigeon Drive the Bus. <laughs> and, and it's a great book, right? Because, you know, and, and whenever I'll do a workshop or a conversation, you know, I'll, I'll play the little YouTube video of, you know, Don't Let the Pigeon Drive the Bus. And, and there's three key players on there. It's the bus driver, it's the people on the bus, and it's the pigeon, right? And of course, the pigeon, you know, bus driver comes on and says, hey, don't let the pigeon drive the bus. And then he leaves. And then the pigeon comes on, and of course, he wants to drive the bus. I want to drive the bus. I'm all prepared to drive a bus. And he just goes on and on and on. <laughs> and I tell people all the time, in any one given day, we could be all three of those people, the bus driver, the p- people on the bus, or the pigeon. And my example to them was, I'm sure when I had the title of CEO and I'm running this company, you know, everybody thought I was the bus driver. But until I was on a board call or until I was having an investor call, I was the pigeon Right. I'm asking them, hey, hang in there with me. We're going to do good things. I'm really trying to run this company the right way. Right. And then, of course, when I'm off the investor call, I'm the bus driver. Or then, or then when I'm on the board as a member of the board, I'm just a member on the bus. And I think that sometimes people lose sight of that. Then in all three, you know, on any one given day, we're all three of those. Sometimes we drive the bus. Sometimes we're on the bus. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we're the pigeon. And the yep. ability to understand that and adjust to that, I think, is so important. And it was probably one of the things that I needed to, to learn that, you know, I'm not always the bus driver or for, you know, I tell supervisors all the time that I learned the hard way. Hey, not everything's a hill to die on. Not everything is the most important thing in the world. And sometimes <laughs> nice. you got to go with the flow, but when you don't know that, boy, you sometimes you're fighting over some stuff that really doesn't make a, make a difference in the grand scheme of things. That's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. And what a brilliant way to, to state that and lay it out for everybody. Thank you very much for that. Well, see, today, I would, to me, you're the bus driver today. I'm on the bus. I'm just trying to be, I, I just don't want to be off the bus as the pigeon here. That's all. <laughs> My wife says the buses don't go where I live, but uh, well, that, that's another discussion. You know, I, I, by the way, uh, I, I definitely uh, can appreciate anyone who disparages pigeons because uh, I'm just not a fan. I don't know. It's just, I, I, it's just they're, I'm, I'm sure half of them are armed. Uh, I saw some in Paris that I, I, they gave me side eye and, you know, I was pretty sure they were armed, but, you know, they, they kept it quiet. Uh, they, kept, they had yeah. the concern, that's for sure. Yeah, right? and in, uh, in Vegas, too. I mean, these pigeons there are just shady. It, it's, yeah, I, I can see, I, I can see why people don't like them. Yeah, they've, they, they may you be know. a little bit, uh, what's the right, misunderstood. How's that? The, well, yeah. Yeah, I can, I can see the, you know, so it's a mystique thing. 
Yeah, there you go. There you okay, go. well, we'll roll with that. Well, all right. So we'll quit bashing on penguins. You've got uh, about uh, three minutes left here uh, to tell us about whatever you want, or you know, uh, I can. Uh, I, I just think here you 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 said in in one of these paragraphs that that there is no substitute for hard work, and you know that's just something that you know I want to thank you for saying because it just it seems like this especially in the online marketing environment, uh, it, it just seems like that's a lesson that just doesn't sink in all the while. Well, I think the two, the two cornerstones or two foundational pieces are hard work and enthusiasm. And mm -hmm. to me, there's no substitute for hard work. No matter what you do, there's going to be hard work involved. And enthusiasm is important because without enthusiasm, hard work without enthusiasm, just that hard, it's hard work. It gets right. Old. Right. So I think you have to bring that energy, that enthusiasm. And I think that's what makes it really work. And look, you're not going to have a great day every day. I, you know, I tell people I worked at UPS for 36 years and then mm -hmm. moved on to a CEO of a telecom company. But, you know, I tell people all the time, I didn't agree with everything that happened at UPS. I didn't disagree enough to leave. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's so important as people are out there looking for new jobs and looking at new careers. I think what's so important about the place that you, end, that you end up deciding to work at is, do your values, do your ethics, do they match? Like I, I didn't agree with everything at UPS, but I never felt like my values, my ethics, my integrity were ever, ever compromised. I, I never felt I was asked to do something that was illegal, immoral, unethical. So I felt like I fit. Now, it's kind of like sitting at the kitchen table on Sunday, you know, you know, Rocky Romanelli, you can imagine, old-fashioned Italian Catholic. So what does that mean? We didn't get along every Sunday afternoon. But, but it's our family. We're sitting at the kitchen table. We had our moments, but don't right. let anybody else talk about the family. There you go. Uh, so I think that's so important. You feel like you fit, you belong. Or like when, you're, when you take your kids away to go look at a college campus and they go to four different colleges, but they walk on that one campus and they, they fit. They know they belong there. Mm -hmm. They don't know why. They've never been to that campus before but they feel like they belong there. And I think that's what's so important when you're finding your way into an organization. Do I fit? That doesn't mean that every day is perfect. That doesn't mean I'm not going to have to work hard. It doesn't mean I'm going to have those tough moments, but I feel like I fit no different than when you're in college or you're away at school. And sometimes you have those rough days, things don't always go the way you want, but you feel like you belong and you fit there. And I think that's what's so important as you're going out into the, more, into the workplace. And I learned that, right? Because I have friends chasing other jobs, chen, uh, friends moving around to different companies. And here I am at UPS for 36 years. And at some point I wonder, I wonder if I'm here this long because I couldn't get another job. Like everybody else is out getting other jobs all over mm -hmm. the place or moving up. And, and I said to myself, no, I fit here. I belong here. And this is what's so important. And I was fortunate, you know, to, to have a, a great career inside UPS. But I think it's so important that you feel like you belong. That, that to me is what I tell people all the time. If you're looking for a job, take the same approach you do when you go to visit a college campus. Do you feel like you belong here? Don't get hung up. Don't get so excited about their, uh, you know, their championship football team and there's 100,000 people in the stadium and how great is that going to be? No, do you belong? That's what's most important. That's right. That's right. And I, I think uh, there's a lot of pressure to to uh, I guess to focus on where you think you should be uh, or where other people tell you you should be rather than where you fit as you say you know because ultimately you're the one that has to have that experience yes yeah yes 
Yeah, how many times you hear kids say, well, I went to this school because they had a great athletic program or they were you know, nationally ranked in college basketball, whatever. And so everybody recognizes, oh, you went to so-and-so. But did you feel like you belonged? Did you fit? You know, and I think that's so important because in those difficult days, feeling like you fit, feeling like you belong is what's so important. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Well, Rocky, I got to tell you, uh, you did a fabulous job. You've completed the Lee After Dark 20-minute challenge with flying colors. Oh, thank you. Yeah, sir. so, you know, it, no, I've had, it's been an absolutely fantastic discussion, and I, I appreciate you sharing your insights and your wisdom with us. And so I'm a man of my word, and I'm going to give you five minutes to talk about. I know you had a, a book come out this year, and you've got some other stuff going on. Uh, how can people get in touch with you and what you got going on in the business side of things? Well, thank you, Lee. I, I appreciate you doing that. And uh, so the book is called Tighten the Lug Nuts. And uh, I, won't, uh, I won't go into the, the story about how the title, but quickly, when lug nuts are loose on a vehicle, they're important. When you don't tighten them, they become urgent, right? Mm -hmm. And so what happens is people can only handle so many uh, urgent things in their life or their business. And so what happens is I say, tighten the lug nuts. Those are the things that you could fix quickly and effectively, but you don't. And now the next thing you know is you're well behind and you're overwhelmed. So that's one of the lessons. The book is uh, kind of the story of a 40 year career. And interestingly enough, it's, it's written in the third person. And the reason why it's written in the third person by a gentleman by the name of Joe Scafone is uh, years ago, I, I never liked the feeling that, Lee, if you were sitting in a meeting and you brought a new idea to me, and I, and I never liked that feeling of saying, well, Lee, it's a good idea, but what if? What if you looked at this? And I always felt like that but or what if sometimes made you feel like, you know, you didn't think I thought it was a good idea or mm -hmm. it may shut off communication. So I created this character, Joe Scafone. I'd say, hey, Lee, that's a great idea, but you think Joe Scafone thinks that's a good idea? And so it was a way for me to challenge you not to stop at the first right answer and a way for me to challenge you to maybe look a little deeper and wider without making you feel like, you know, that I was evaluating or criticizing what you presented. So Joe Scafone became this character. And it's and funny, people that worked for me for a while or worked for me before would come in a meeting and say, hey, you know, Rocky, I already reviewed this with Joe. Joe thinks it's a good idea. And I'd be like, okay, that's good. Let, let, let me look at it. So the book's written by this third character, Joe Scafone. There's a story, as you can tell in our conversation, there's always a story with me. There's, there's a story that'll make you laugh, make you have that aha moment. And so I think each chapter has, has its own story and, it, and there's a lesson at the end of each chapter. So, so I think it's a fun book. I wrote it to be a fun book. I wrote it to a book that can maybe get you to have a few aha moments, reinforce that you do do some really good things. I mean, I think sometimes we don't give ourselves credit. Uh, and then it also maybe prompt you to think about things a little different. So the book is called Tighten the Lug Nuts. Uh, for every book sold this year, uh, we donate a dollar to the Jimmy Valvano Fund. Jimmy v, Jimmy v was legendary coach who uh, passed away from cancer. And uh, I had met legendary coach John Wooden uh, and uh, some 20 years ago. And Coach Wooden was a huge fan of uh, Coach uh, Valvano. And so in his honor, I, I'm donating a dollar this year to each book sold to the Jimmy V Foundation to help find the cure. Uh, so just, uh, I was touched to move so much by coach uh, Wooden. There's actually the interview I had with coach Wooden on my website. If anyone's interested, you can see the legendary coach. He would have been about 109 this year, 110. So his birthday is coming up as a matter of fact. So, oh, it's uh, wow. Yeah. It's really interesting. Great. Guy. What, what, God bless him. What a gentleman. It was great that uh, conversation. So it's under my coach's corner. So if you go to my website, www, the number three, 
and the word 60, S-I-X-T-Y, managementservices.com. There's podcasts up there. There's videos up there. There's, there's Coach Wooden's video up there. And there's just information. If you'd like to get in touch with me, it's Rocky, R-O-C-K-Y, Romanella, R-O-M-A-N-E-L-L-A, at gmail.com. The book is on Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble. I'm self-published, so it's, uh, those are the two locations uh, to, to get the books. And you can download a Kindle. It's, it's paperback and hard. On hard copy as well, hardcover as well. So, uh, books been doing well. It's uh, it's been a humbling experience to see so many books being sold. So, well, you you know, I got to hand it to you that uh, that's commendable, and it's a generous commitment of you to you know uh, to to help coach. And you know, what a wonderful way to spread your message is absolutely fantastic. So, we will have all of those links in the show notes. So, be sure to go check Rocky out, watch the video get a hold of this book. It sounds like it's a good time and a light, nice light read where you can actually learn something. That's my favorite type of book, by the way. I don't like the boring business books where I have to read 250 pages of blah, 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 just to get to uh, one nugget of wisdom. So thank you for in advance for making that entertaining. And I, I'm sure it will be just having talked to you for the last uh, uh, 25 minutes. So uh, any uh, last words, anything you want to share with the audience before we wrap up? Yeah, I, did, I, I think just always remember that as a leader, and we're all leaders at one time or another, whether, whether it's in our families, in our business, and even individual contributors are leaders because people watch how you do your, go about doing your, your work or how you conduct yourself. Just remember, it's never about you. It's always about your people. It's about the people you work with, the people you interact with. And once you make it about yourself, you really lose you, I've, you know, you really find that you lose those people and, and there's so much good you can do just by being yourself, just by being humble and, and, and just understanding that, Hey, you know what? We're all good people. Just trying to do the best job we can. Well, you're definitely in the right place with that message uh, because that's going to re resonate deeply with our audience and, and the people who are uh, going to be following you. So again, thank you again for your time. I really appreciate you sharing your wisdom today. Well, it's been my pleasure, and uh, thank you very much, and it's always a pleasure to speak with you as well. Oh, great, Rocky. I really appreciate it. Now, we are out of time, but if you found Lee After Dark more entertaining and relevant than most of the Drek out there, subscribe to the Lee After Dark YouTube channel, and now get Lee After Dark in your pants. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, Stitcher, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and who the heck else knows where. So you can enjoy us wherever you stick your phone. Until next time, this is Lee Rowley with my new friend, Rocky Romanella. Be present and be well.